I was thinking about this. I was on a, I was working a cruise last week. That's right. That's what my career is on fire, baby. So hey, fun. Buddy, we both did. Um, oh, let's talk about that. Only for money. Only for money. So I was on a cruise making big cash. Uh, how the cruise work is it goes from Los Angeles to Miami through the Panama Canal. They swap out the comedians in Guatemala in the most tourist trapping thing I've ever seen. So in Guatemala, you like are in this like nice port. There's all these like cool shops and tiki bars. And then they're like, okay, your transport's on the other side. And what you realize is that's like a fenced in area that the cruise companies have made where you can buy like a t-shirt that says Guatemala or a postcard that says Guatemala. And then you're just outside of that. And then you're just in a custom zone. Like it was literally like you walk the other side of events and it was just a guy like, like just smoking in the way that they smoke in a place where you can smoke inside where he's just like, why am I doing this out here? I could be in there sitting. And it was just like a grease stain and let's drive to an airport. The biggest potholes in a road, best billboards I've ever seen. For smokes, for McDonald's, for Taco Bell. In that continuing succession for three hours, so fun. Rock on. Get a heart attack now. Yeah. Oh, and may I say this? The amount of people, amount of people on motorcycles in flip-flops and jean shorts, I respect it. And I saw a guy on a motorcycle just holding a baby. I've never seen it before in my life. And I got to tell you, I have never had such respect for a man. That is that. How you are you holding the baby? Like, you know how you hold a baby with one arm here? Like, this is the baby driving the motorcycle like this. One arm. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I'm going to say this right now. That man's a father. That's a fa- That's what I think, dad. That's He's absolutely not a father. That's a 90s dad. That's a dad. That's not a father. That's a dad. <laughs> if anyone asks. What were fathers like in the nineties? That right there. He's got, he's on a motorcycle with a baby. Why is he on a motorcycle with a baby? He's got to go buy smokes. What's your fucking problem? He still wants to get pussy. He's not. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. He had a baby so he can fucking finally get that threesome. <laughs> yeah. He got divorced. Now he's on a fucking motorcycle. I don't think I'm going to say this right now. I don't think that guy's divorced. I think that, that, that guy, that guy's just got a, what I would say is what he thinks is a very understanding partner but really is just a woman who's like i'm gonna i gotta fucking leave this guy he fu- he's a fucking psycho i just can't figure out how to leave now my yeah, trip was my trip yeah, was smooth smooth as silk good until i got to atlanta and then what happened well i we got to atlanta they they claim the busiest airport on the planet do you want to tell your story now or do you want me to tell mine go back i mean forth. my story is just of me almost losing it that's what I want to talk about. I want because let's get some backstory to Dil- you have to understand something about Dylan God. Underneath that calm, uh, calm, calm beard is the rage of a thousand ex-girlfriends. And it's in the body of a guy who drives the Zamboni at the local rink. So watch the fuck out. Like it is literally it is like you've made your grandmother upset. I didn't realize i worked this hard for idiots go <laughs> ahead like it's just oh yeah they delayed the flight four times and then canceled it and obviously if you're a comedian then it means you just don't get the money yeah so i just didn't get the money and then i sent one of our mutual friends who then swore and was so dirty meanwhile keep in mind oh no oh i didn't even know they told him it was fine and then the ceo was like scandalized if you say the word but like if you go if you say but you go hey but he stands up and goes hey buddy you say oh yeah also okay yeah 
if that's bought with one T, that's fine. If there's two T's, you take that extra T and you get the stink out of my company. So this uh, guy, I feel like, let me just say, actually, just to clarify, I feel like this is the kind of guy that say, Hey to me, say, Hey, say, Hey to me. Hey, Hey is for horses. You say hello. That kind of person. I also, don't know. No, it's more like, taking oh, a fuck. Every, anyway. So yeah, this cannot, this cannot even be close to being on the free feed. Uh, so anyway, yeah, he, um, I can't believe blamed, I of guess, course they did. So of much. course they did. And it was like, I thought I was sending this. I thought I was literally sending, Hey, this guy doesn't like any spice. Okay. Here's bread and butter. And they're like, butter is spicy. Wow. So I got to tell you right now, I did the gig to, on Saturday and it was all good because I'm a fucking genius dog. Yeah. Like, I can do this. I can talk about wet pussy. I can say fucking, no, I even, even do clean where that's where you're talking about dry pussy. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing with Dylan and I. Dylan and I came up in stand-up comedy in one of the weirdest times because it was after the 80s comedy boom, but all those guys were there, which meant we would ride to a gig with a person who is like literally splitting a pack of cigarettes with their wife because that's how much money they have. And they have a weird rent control department in a part of Toronto that's really nice now, but at the time just meant like you had a chest freezer and no stove in your apartment and that's fine. And then you would drive to a hockey arena in the middle of rural Ontario where the only bank was one of those ATMs that charges you $3 no matter what your bank card is. And you got to make 1800 moms who just finished off a six pack in the van laugh, or you're going to have a really awkward conversation with a man named Derek who would later always try and sell me Raptors tickets. So Dylan knows <laughs> yes, how Dennis to Dennis kill who would call you. Oh, you'd the be like, Holy shit. I got a gig. And this is like your dirt poor. And he's like, you want to buy Raptors tickets? Tonight? I yelled at him. I yelled at him more than once about that, where I went, I do not want to buy Raptors tickets. I never <laughs> want to buy Raptors tickets. Well, this was the all the uh, the impressions we would do back and forth. Like, hey, John, got a gig for you. Uh, it is in the Arctic, and you mm-hmm. are performing for only polar bears. They're real hungry. It's not it's not looking good for the polar bears up there. You owe me fifty bucks for taking it. So, how do you yeah. think? Huh? Uh, hi, Dylan. Just uh, letting you know, got a little gig for a guy named Joseph Mengele. Gonna need to know if you're willing to lose a couple of teeth, and you might get a bit cold, dude. There is a guy. Our friend Dom did a gig. He was at a great paying gig. It's a great paying gig. It's one of the best gigs come across my desk. Blah, blah, blah. He does the gig. Literally, it was saying mean things to people while they throw a ball at you. And then it hits the fucking thing and you fall through. He did the gig and it was like in September. So like it turns to the evening. It's cold. Also, people were like effectively getting him wet so much that the splash was like removing the water and they didn't refill the fucking tub so he was just landing on his spine in the cold oh my god i wish they paid him to showed up and just fucking kicked him in the face i would have fucking lost my (laughs) mind i mean but you have to experience this it was so crazy do you remember when yuck yucks hired that agent and she just lied about everything and then ran away to vancouver island I that was one of the many times, and not to blow smoke up my own yeah, asshole. I got a gig on the moon. It pays six thousand gabillionettes, and ever I was like, "Oh, that sounds good." And then, yeah, those were all lies. Yeah, that that time. And by the way, I was I was like suspicious the first time. The second time, which was when uh, now deceased comedian Daryl Lennox was going to buy Yuck Yucks, and everyone thought that that was going to happen, and I was the only one that was like, "That guy's lying," and that's never going to happen. Both of those times, I was the only one where I was like. 
something's fucking up here with this fucking person. Well, we were living in England at the time. I just remember coming back like, wow, everyone's really freaked out. But I was like, don't. And I remember every comedian that didn't work for Yuck Tucks was like, yeah, you just. But Canada has changed quite a bit because it's no longer just like outpost to outpost, like Red Dead Redemption. Now there's like breweries. Every like shitty town has a brewery now where it used to be like it literally used to be like, well, this gig is a fundraiser for the theater in town. Oh, you're doing it at the theater? No, we're doing it at the fire hall outside in front. The firemen call us pussies if we get inside. <laughs> so you yeah. have to deal with the heck like not from the people in the crowd. But a fireman, if you make us laugh too hard, will see that as a threat to their position in society and hit you with a shovel. I got to tell you this about the firemen that live in this town also is they're not like they put out fires. They are constantly setting oh, fires where they are. Fires just to put them out. They want to feel useful. There was a great um, there was a great, <laughs> I did a gig with uh, Chris Locke. And we were in a fire hall and this- okay, but hang on, you gotta context that because contextualize that is Chris Locke is not is a incredibly funny comedian. If Dylan and I had more than just Dean Coots and the dirt by Motley Crew on our bookshelves, we would be Chris Locke. You know what I'm saying? We got oh, the bloat. Dean Coots wrote the dirt. Oh, that would have been if Dean Coots had written the script to the movie The Dirt, that would have been a quality film, as opposed to what it was, which is like who directed this? And they were like, the guy from Jackass. And you're like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would have liked it if the dirt, you took the dirt and you were like Tom Clancy. And that's how you do it. Oh, my God. If they'd gotten Michael Crichton to write it. Oh, yeah. There's fucking sick ass apes. Yeah. Fucking... Crew, and then he, they do blow with them. But Tommy Lee fucks one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. Why is there a sphere here? By one of the apes. And yeah. Why rock is... and roll as the ape shoots a load into him that kills him? Because the load I'm going to say this. Sick. Right now, there it's a war crime that there isn't an 80s metal song about a guy fucking an ape. You're my gorilla. <laughs> you're my friend. <laughs> you're my rock and roll ape. Yeah, Remember I'm so surprised. Rock as a verb? Oh, my God. Oh, rock with this ape under the sheets in its gorilla pussy. Okay, it used to be so much easier to write a song because you literally like, all right, we need to work out the word fire. It all music. It was like, yeah, and then the guitarist will fucking take yeah. the, he'll take his aggression on his dad for two minutes. But now it's like, yo, I have to come up with three minutes of straight words. Fuck this, dude. What would yeah. Vince Neil be like? In oh, he'd probably just figure out a way to be famous. He just like Vince. No, he'd yeah. be an inst- he'd be an influencer. The thing is, the reason why there aren't like a bunch of obnoxious bands is the egomania yeah. of lead singers that it would be to be like to take to be Iggy Pop or like, can you sing? No, but I got all this peanut butter. I'm going to cover my body in peanut butter, cut myself, and then run through the crowd, and people will gotta come see that again. They just become Instagram influencers or YouTube influencers, so then they don't need to know how to sing Live Wire. Yeah, man. It's another thing that's lost, by the way, is before people get into fistfights, they start just humming their favorite songs. That's a real specific late 2000s thing you would see of people like, yeah, we're going to get into the amp fight. There's two people in particular, one that we both know that once threw a bunch of chairs out of Second City while pretending to play the bass. 